Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Now some traffic for you due to a truck crash on State Highway 1, Waikato Expressway after State Highway 2 interchange. The right southbound lanes are blocked, so expect delays in that area. That's uh, Pocono there, uh, State Highway 1. Well, it's a dark day for our country, Senator Ted Cruz said of the arrest of Donald Trump. That in a minute. What will Jacinda Ardern's legacy be? That just after four, you'll have views. And the New Zealand official cash rate has increased to 5.25%. Get ready, Middle New Zealand, one tweet said. And do culture wars win politicians' votes? I put that to our politically-minded panel today. Also today, wet wipes to be banned in the UK. They're a shocker for the drains here, should we do the same. And Rod Stewart. Have you had any Rod Stewart interactions? He's just been at Takapuna Beach Cafe. Rod, if you're listening, do you still have your train collection? You can text me, 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our monohuri this afternoon, Sue Bradford, community-based activist and former Green MP. Sue, kia ora, good to have you back on the panel. Kia ora, Wallace, kia ora koutou. And Nick Leggett, Chief Executive of Iara Aotearoa Transporting NZ and former Mayor of Porirua City. Nick, hello, welcome to the show. Kia ora. All right, Nick Leggett, Sue Bradford, joining us this Thursday afternoon. Now, as I mentioned, former US President Donald Trump has pled not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. The charges sent on a hush money deal with a porn star, but prosecutors also accused the former president of orchestrating a broader scheme to pay off another woman and a doorman during the 2016 campaign. Here he is speaking at Mar-a-Lago a few hours ago, and he came out swinging. This fake case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 election, and it should be dropped immediately. (laughs) Incredibly, we are now a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. We can't let that happen. Okay, so the radical left lunatics, they want to get, uh, they're out to get uh, Donald Trump. We're waiting for um, our US correspondent. In fact, Carol Ramos, our US correspondent, is right here. Uh, Greetings, Carol. Uh, Good afternoon, Wallace, and thanks for inviting me once again on the panel. It's a real pleasure, Carol. Quite the speech from uh, Trump there, wasn't it? What's the latest in the US right now? Well, you know, I've got to tell you, as an American and as many fellow Americans I've talked to today, there are, there are mixed feelings. Many of us are feeling shame that a man that was elected to be the leader of our country, our past president, has been indicted and accused of criminality. And yet there is a feeling of pride in the fact that a, a basic tenet of our constitutional democracy, that no man, no woman is above the law, was upheld and was seen today for all the nation to observe. So it's a mixed bag, 
Yeah. Uh, of course, we saw Trump in court today. He did not control the narrative. He has always controlled his narrative. He has always avoided uh, criminal charges. And he's skated the law basically for the last 40 years. Today, he was in a courtroom. He was quiet. He was seething. He was angry. You could see it in the still photographs that photographers took at, uh, at the proceeding. Uh, he came out swinging. He came back to Mar-a-Lago, and in his first speech since pleading not guilty, he railed against the Manhattan DA and the indictment, and it was basically the greatest hits of grievance for Donald Trump. He didn't spend a whole time talking about today's indictment, but he talked about all of what he perceived were his achievements and how the country has not appreciated him and how he is ready to fight anything that comes his way. Yeah, he looked visibly angry as he walked down that call hallway, didn't he, uh, Sue? What's your take on this, Sue Bradford? Uh, well, everything that um, Jess has just said, um, oh, sorry, Carol has just said, seems true to me. I mean, the biggest worry, of course, is that this is going to actually help Trump to build his, his base. And it's quite extraordinary from outside America to see the way in which um, this whole circus in in the way the way the Republican support base seems to be in love with Trump because he's been indicted. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, Carol, that, that they think criminal sorry, is is someone that they should worship. Right. Yes. On that, Carol is picking up on Sue's saying there. Do you think they'll he'll use this moment uh, and that speech to help supercharge his presidential campaign? Well, his base is always going to be with him, Wallace. In fact, he wanted a mugshot to be taken of him today because he wanted to sell merchandise based on that mugshot. It was right. not taken today. And so he fabricated a mugshot of himself to put on T-shirts and other merchandise that he was selling to his supporters. His supporters, and that could range anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of the Republican Party, will stick with him no matter what. And it isn't so much that they agree with him on policy or agree that he was a great president. They are aggrieved the way he is aggrieved. And he hates the same people that they hate. And so they feel a connection to him and they will never leave him. Let's bring you in, Nick Leggett. Uh, My concern is, Carol, that today and what follows will just block out the sun in terms of the Republican primary contest and and Trump will sail through to the nomination without any body laying a glove on him surely that that is that that's that risk that you talk about that's the problem here yes that is the problem and you are a hundred percent correct uh, he has a solid base of anywhere from 30 to 40 percent the more people get in the primary, the better he is, because he will always have that 30 to 40 percent. Now, today, the problem is that many Republicans, even those who oppose him, rallied to his side and said that these charges were unjust. So how is it that you can say these charges are unjust and two months from now say this isn't the man that should be the nominee of the party or should be leading the party? The Republicans have put themselves in quite a pickle they are they don't want to leave trump and yet they have serious differences with him 
So how do you oppose him if you're saying you're with him? Just finally, before you go, I'm actually just re-watching the moment, the very moment he walks in the door, uh, his, the door goes back into his face, and just the anger in his face. It's actually quite extraordinary footage. Is this history-making, Carol, and is this really the talk amongst Americans? You're at the office or, you know, you're, you're at, a, at a dinner going, what on earth is happening to the country? Well, yes, Wallace, this this has been the talk, unfortunately, for many years, because Trump has failed to leave the scene. He does not want to leave the scene, right. and he wants to continue to be relevant. So he is going to latch on to anything, whether it's negative publicity or positive publicity, he will latch on to it, and people are talking about it. And as I said, it's a dichotomy of feelings for us as Americans today. It's a day to feel shame. It's a day to feel proud. And it's a day of uncertainty because we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. But one thing is sure, Donald Trump is not leaving the scene. Good to have you on the show, Carol Kyodov. That's Carol Ramos, our US correspondent there. Uh, you are on the panel Thursday's panel. We have Sue Bradford and Nick Leggett with us this afternoon. You can get in touch by text here, 2101, or email of the panel at nz. All right, let's jump into I've Been Thinking. If you are new to the show, this is the moment where uh, the, the our panellists... Um, speak from the heart on whatever topic they wish to bring to the table. Sue Bradford, what's your I've been thinking for us this afternoon? Well, I've been thinking that Jacinda Ardern's departure is starting to reel now, to feel real as she actually exits Parliament. And I guess like all of us who've had the privilege of being an MP at some point in our lives, this brings up reflections of how we measure or don't what our contribution has been um, in, in comparison to what we might have first expected when we got elected. And I think with Jacinda, her big moment came in the way she handled the mosque attacks in their aftermath as an extraordinarily empathetic leader, as well as someone prepared to take action afterwards with the Christchurch fall. And in fact, it seems as though her new job is an extension of that work in good honour. When she entered Parliament, though, I imagine she, she would have had all sorts of plans and dreams that weren't that, that weren't achieved. This came out of the blue. And so a very different trajectory than what she might have first thought. And, the same, and it was the same for me. I had no yeah. idea that achieving a law change which could deeply affect the culture of how we raise our children in this country would be the main contribution that I ended up making. You just don't know when you start. And then I look at people like Stuart Nash and Trevor Mallard and think, well, they probably have a lot more regrets than Jacinda does. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Interesting, Sue Bradford. Actually, on that, I'm just we're, we're talking about uh, when you think about the, actually just thinking back um, because I was in the media still and the division uh, that we're seeing now and the polarisation. Gosh, <laughs> it's happened before, hasn't it? With that so named Andy Smackingbill, of which you were central. That was extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was that was riding the lines in a very deep psychological war in this country, which I, of course, hadn't realised quite how deep it would go when I first started out. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, a correction, by the way, a minor correction. It's Wednesday this afternoon. It's not Thursday. There we have it. Uh, these shorter weeks really do play with my mind. Wonderful. Lovely to have you back on, Sue Bradford. There. All right, Nick Leggett, I've been thinking... Well, I've been thinking about what we've already talked about, and that is, when is the world going to be over Donald Trump? 
I mean, his indictment looks as though it will dominate the news for the foreseeable future, and then that gives him every bit of oxygen needed to secure the Republican nomination again. I'm optimistic, perhaps uh, hopeful and maybe uh, I shouldn't be, that he won't be elected president again. But it's the damage that's done, it's the trauma that's done to democracy and the United States in the meantime that him being so dominant on the scene uh, brings. And I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking a lot about it because uh, I think we're going to have to put up with this for quite uh, a while to come with him across the headlines. Unleashed a monster, as I think it was a New York Times piece. Uh, even uh, some uh, key Republican figures uh, in fundraising and campaigns, uh, for example, like uh, Koch brothers' representatives, uh, are wondering just what they have unleashed with Trump. So uh, you wonder who his backing is. Yes, exactly. And it's... Um I think the point has been made twice now already that he's got that core base of support and they are so large that um, they, uh, they're they not going to go away and they like what he stands for. So it's 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 going to be uh, the, the trying times that we've had, the, the creaking, I think, of democracy in the US is going to continue, sadly. So it was brought up actually by an American panellist that said, uh, you know, the, you could be forgiven for thinking that um, the US is a pretty crazy place right now, but actually, you go to the US and uh, there's a lot of communities, a lot of um, communities, people, towns, cities full of empathy, full of kindness. It's not necessarily uh, very representative of the policies we're seeing uh, on behalf of Trump. Their political system is broken and has been for a long time. They need a total. Um, constitutional overhaul in terms of <laughs> how their justice, co- you know, their balance of power works, and, and they're not having any kind of proportional representation. So, I mean, I'm worried that they're driving towards civil war, and that the the love of Trump and the support he's got so apparent now again. Um, it's just he'd love it. I mean, that's what these people want. Um, and I think the big question now really is what the Democrats are going to do. Um, are they going to stand a viable alternative like someone really cool Who, that like- can get votes? <laughs> well, that's the question. I'm not here to put the nomination forward, right? but I think there's, <laughs> there's a number of good people there. But um, as long as they've got Biden in the front, that's, that's not, not great. <laughs> now, Reese in Tauranga says, as a dual US New Zealand citizen, I'm citizen, I am here in New Zealand to get away from the circus that the US has become. Trump was my primary reason for moving back to New Zealand after 40 years in California. Sick of hearing about him. I hope he's never elected uh, to president uh, again. Uh, Richard, though, says, zero Trump fan says, I'm seeing zero balance on your program about the Trump indictment. And Chris says, I will always admire uh, and where is it now? Gosh, so many texts. I will always admire Sue's contribution uh, towards the child protection bill, a positive change in New Zealand's attitude to unacceptable physical treatment of our kids, says Chris. Sue Bradford, Nick Leggett with us this afternoon and there is a lot to discuss on today's panel.